All right, welcome to the Bald Guy Beer Review, Episode 6. This is going to be called The Bald Guys and Ben. I'm your host, Chris. With you, as always, is Alan. And across from us, we have Mr. Ben Carjala. Ben has worked almost every job in the small brewery business. Him and his older brother, Alex, are the uh, purveyors and connoisseurs of the Basement Fermentation Project. Check them out. It's uh, spelled exactly how it sounds. It's not hard to find. Ben, how are you? What's good? How are you guys? We're great. We're great. Looking forward to some of this beer here. Quite yeah, the spread. Yeah, it's a lot right here. Yeah, so hey, it's dry January for most of you people who are weak. Uh, you <laughs> shall not be named, but you know who you are. Uh, for the rest of us, we just, you know, continue on. And being cold in New Hampshire, I think it's like 17 degrees out or something right now. That might be giving it some temperature Pretty right cold. now. Yeah, it was cold today. It, ben has hair. Ben is not a bald guy. He has very luscious locks, and even he is wearing a hat indoors. Granted, we are in my basement, yes. but the heat is on. It's that cold here. It is cold. Yeah. So but it is not bad inside. It's it's a dark beer season, and so we've got quite the selection of dark beers to choose from on the... Have a nice dark beer. Yeah, well, when we go to video, it's going to be really pathetic because I'm actually going to have to start wearing nice clothes and, like, people are going to see me struggling to do things or, like, laughing. See, Chris is saying it's a struggle, but he literally had a 30-minute conversation with me one day on what we should wear to make it look good. And if you see us in person, you know that should be in a longer than 30-minute conversation. I think sweatpants is fine. Yeah, yeah sweatpants works. <laughs> you know, top up. It's just top <laughs> yeah. up video. All right, so in that, so, so in that vein, we've got... Um, it's, it's all dark beers, all stouts. Uh, I think we've got now, listen, there's a lot of variations on stout. We'll, we'll get into that in the podcast. Um, but we have a couple barrel aged. Yep. We have a couple pastry stouts and I think one Russian Imperial stout. Yes. And then we also have a Porter joining the mix and we'll talk about, we'll talk about that as well. So Ben, can you, uh, as I'm struggling to open this bottle, could you just uh, give the bald guy listeners out there, uh, the other 11 other than you, <laughs> and me and Alan. We're growing daily. Yeah, you're, uh, just give us the rundown, man. How'd you get into beer? Um, yeah, so I've been into beer for a long time, actually. Um, I don't know, I just had a fascination with beer from a young age, not like a, not in like a, you know, like an alcoholic way, more like a fascinated with how it works kind of deal. So, I got hired at 603 uh, as a taproom person, and I got lucky enough to start washing kegs. Um, <laughs> I, would, I would actually leave my real job early to go help out wash kegs. Like, I would just leave. I'd be like, hey, I'm going on lunch, and just leave. Nice. And then go wash kegs, and... Uh, I still kept that job for a while after, but uh, look, I got lucky enough to get offered a uh, full-time position at, at 603 eventually. Yeah. And um, I actually got very lucky, I would say, because uh, a few things fell into place for me. Um, nice. One including going to doing a little bit of school, like a tiny bit of schooling um, in Chicago at the Siebel Institute. It was like very minimal but it was like the coolest two it was two weeks it was the coolest two weeks of my life so yeah tell us more about the Siebel Institute I think that's that, sounding like a pretty cool vacation yeah yeah so I don't know that Alan knows about it I know a little bit about it just because I've, I've looked into it because I also as our listeners know I've worked in the industry and stuff like that so yeah just tell tell us about your experience there so yeah the Siebel um is a kind of 
prestigious, I guess, like brewing school in the industry. They they have a lot of clout, I guess, with like uh, some of like the bigger craft breweries, and a lot of the teachers were uh, like master brewers at like Miller Coors and like uh, Anheuser Busch, like a couple of my instructors during that. And uh, one of one of the instructors was Matt Bernelson, who of course is the head brewer of um, that brewery in Oregon. Fuck, what's it called? Um, which one? Fremont? No, that's not. That's not Oregon. Russian no. River? No, they're not in Oregon, are they? Why can't I remember this? Hold on. I think I know. I'm, I'm blanking. Do, I'm we, blanking. We do have computers. We do have science. I we know. can. We can. But we don't. We're not Joe Rogan. We don't have Jamie to like look stuff up for. Us. Hey, Jamie, yeah. pull that up on the big screen. So. Firestone Walker. Okay. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. 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 So you know. Nice. And he he actually taught the course to get off on a tangent here. I know Chris, you like to on tangent. Oh, um, tangents. He, Never. He like um, he taught the course on hops, and he's like a like a hop genius basically. So nice. That nice. was pretty cool. cool. Um, but overall, the school it was like I said, two weeks of uh, they call it their concise brewing technology course, and you you end it with a certificate if you pass it. Um, but I think overall it was more about uh meeting people. That class was definitely more about because I still talk to a lot of the guys I I like went to that class with. And I get, you know, text constantly from those guys being like, hey, what's up? What are you up to? That kind of thing. So it's pretty cool. Nice. Chicago is super cool. I highly suggest going to Chicago. Beer scene there is dope. Place. Might want to wear a bulletproof vest, though. Yeah. And on the Chirac. Just don't. So, didn't they just receive an award? Murder Capital of the USA? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. But anyway, this is a beer podcast. So back to our regularly scheduled <laughs> back programming. Back to the regularly <laughs> scheduled program. Good call. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So. Speaking of uh, 603, we've dug into our first stout, uh, but first I wanted to kind of recap. Uh, we are now putting out our grading system on an infographic on the post, so you can check it out. So now that we actually have it written out in front of us, beautifully crafted by our own bald guy, Alan, I'll just read it out. So 0 to 4 is a beer that has production defects or packaging problems. 5 is an average beer, nothing wrong, but you would not buy it again. 6 is a good beer, but doesn't stand out. It's worth getting when you're at a brewery, but... You're not going to buy any cans or growlers or anything like that. Uh, seven is a great beer. So that's something you're like, hey, like I really like this in my flight or I got a pint of this and I was impressed. And so you're going to buy it and probably repeat buy it if you see it at like a package store or a grocery store yeah, or something this, like this that. This could be kind of like one of your go-to beers. You know what you're going to get every time. So you're, you're not afraid putting that hard money down. Yeah. And then eight is an excellent beer. I was trying to point at the screen to get Alan to read it, so. Wow. Why don't you go with the rest of them, Alan? Well, we got eight right here, which is an excellent beer. This is a beer worth traveling and uh, waiting in a line for. Absolutely leaving with a four-pack, maybe a case, half case. This is a beer, you know, it's it's definitely something you're going to go out of your way to get. Now, finally, we have our nine plus. I don't know if we'll have a ten. I don't think we will because, you know, you always got to leave room to get there. So this is a bucket list beer, a beer worth planning a trip round. Definitely bringing home as many cans or bottles or whatever they package this in that they let you leave with. Yeah, so so right now we're currently digging into the mitts from 603, and it is a rum barrel-aged Russian Imperial Stout. It comes in a really nice, I think, what are these, a 16.9 bottle? Or are these a 22? Doesn't, yeah, 16.9. Still got it. So anyway, it comes in a 16.9 ounce bottle, and it is waxed, like encased in wax. The label, it looks like this one hit a little bit off. It's a little crinkled, but I don't really care. 
Uh, the artwork's really nice, and I yeah. really like the wax. When I really like the touch when you go all in with the with the big beers. Yeah, I, I like how they finally. Um, we'd always talked when we were there about getting Mitzi on a label, and um, I love how we they finally got Mitzi on a label because she's the best part about that place, pretty much. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah this, I'll, I'll give some credit here. It's definitely some nice packaging on this one. Um, it's also supposed to be with coconut, chocolate, vanilla, and coffee in it. Hmm. Yeah, so then the other thing, too, um, we didn't get the other versions of the mitts, but I think they just they had a straight-up version, like, hey, here's the Russian Imperial Stout. Uh, another one that I saw on the shelf but that I didn't buy because I was just buying one was the rye. Uh, rye it looked like a rye whiskey barrel mm-hmm. aged one. Uh, and I think there was one more. Was the caramel one, the, bur- the bourbon that barrel. That was uh, last year. Was that last year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the bourbon barrel one, I didn't see that one on the shelf. I bought the rum barrel one. The The deciding factor was that there was less left on the shelf of them, so I figured that perhaps it was more popular. And so I decided to get it. And uh, So we've been kind of into it. So what are, you, what, are you guys, what are you guys thinking? Um, You don't have to go number. Okay. You can describe. No number yet. Yeah. Again, okay. remember we're not on video, so they can't see us, but we can we can describe. Actually, if you want to pass it over, I'm gonna pour a little bit. So. Yeah. I've had all three. Well, I've had yeah, I've had all three. So the bourbon, the rye, and the now the rum. This is my the third one, and um. This is probably the best one. Like, the. And the only reason why I think it's the best one is because you can barely taste a barrel. Um, with the bourbon and the rye, I thought it was a little too strong. Um, but if it does have coconut and coffee in it, it makes sense they would, you know, go the rum rum way with this just because of the you know tropical implications of coconut and rum. You know, that's just yeah. yeah so, and you definitely together. get the coconut in that for sure. So. Yeah, I think it's it's well executed for sure. I like that it's not a ton of coconut too, because I'm not the biggest coconut fan, but it's definitely there yeah. and it's at a at a good amount. Yeah, I don't like almond joys. I think they're disgusting, and they have a lot of coconut in them. Yes. Um, I'm not a coconut fan guy either, but I mean it it, it is definitely like a dark, um, not a lot of carbonation, which you expect in a barrel aged yeah. beer. Like they're right. like that's to style. Like I think everything is to style. Um, doesn't burn a lot. I, no. What does it say? Like eleven something. Eleven percent? nine. Eleven yeah. nine. Doesn't burn at all. Doesn't drink um, eleven nine. Yeah. No. It's very thick. good. It's thick and super smooth. I, I'll say I like this one better than past years of the mitts, though. Yeah. My only critique uh, of this one is, and I think it's coconut flakes. I got some floaties, man. I'll take them down because I'm not weak. Um, it's craft beer, bro. Yeah, it's craft, yeah, yeah. but I don't know. It, you got to always find. I've, I've come to learn this that Chris does not like the floaties, whether they be fruit puree, excessive yeast, anything like that. Just Chris drink lagers, not in, dude. a floaty person. Well, listen, I need to find things to complain about. And if I'm going to reach, I'm going to reach on this one. I'm going to reach real hard. And yeah. so, but this, to me, like, I think it could have done without it. But obviously, yeah, it's craft. It's craft beer. It's coming out of a barrel. I don't know what the process was. It's probably the wax that you massacred trying to get that lid off. Yeah, actually, I had to come in and save the day for him on that. That's why I went. Listen, great joke. I I rate I rate your joke an eight point nine. Very, very well done. Very well timed. However, that's why I went for the second pour. More floaties appeared out the second pour. It couldn't be in the same thing twice. Exactly. You didn't see this on video, but I was the first pour. Could have been, but no. This brings up a good good point though this is something we've talked about in the past is when you get the wax cap is there a good go-to way for you to remove it 
and you suggested to me that you just go at it with the bottle opener and I witnessed you attempt that and it worked poorly for you. Yeah, my technique is terrible to say the least. Um, if, if you need a tool belt to go for to get a bottle open, it's generally not great. But yeah. I would suggest a razor blade, a box cutter maybe. I actually what have was, a knife. What over was there. actually nice with with his bottle opener is it had a little sharp point that I was able to shave some of the wax off, so you could actually get to the cap. Yeah, because that's also an it is old a nice school. It, well, it's an old school can opener as well. Yeah. Looks like it's also wow. got like a little shank that I could ship <laughs> yeah. him back from the days at the jail. <laughs> yeah, now this yeah. would definitely be some contraband. One hundred percent. All right, so have you guys settled in on your numbers? I opened up some Microsoft Word because we do have a lot of beers to get through, so I want to make sure that we remember all the numbers because I don't want to have to go back and listen to every single second of the podcast. No, I agree with you. That's, that's quite, quite a good call there. Yeah. On the fly, I'm not too bad. I'll go first. I'll go first. I'll come out of the blocks. Or actually, should we have the guest go first? Yeah, I think I think we should, we should give it give the guest first. We should show some courtesy. Over. Okay. We're not right. that courteous, but... Um, let's go 6.8. That's a solid score. Ooh, 6.8. That's a good beer. Yeah. Well executed, I would say. Okay. All For right. uh, RIS. Very good. All right. You want to go, Alan? I usually yep. go. I'll let you go next. I'll, I'll I'll rein it in on this one, and then we'll we'll switch the order up. All on right. Some so other Ben's ones. in at six eight. Ben, I was a little bit more generous than you, brother. I'm just going flat. I'm going Homer seven point Yeah, that is a Homer move. Real, real Homer move. <laughs> yeah, that's what we like to call a rookie score. And like now I'm sitting. I can't here, take it back now. Now I'm sitting here in my head going, I'm trying to fight the urge because like that originally was the number in my head, and you know I'm just gonna stick with it. I'm gonna go seven point as well on this one. And this will make be the first beer we've ever come in at the same score. On. Wow. wow! I'm glad I'm here wow. for this. <laughs> it's it's quite a quite a day breaking score here yeah, for us. Since it's like like whatever that show the Wilmer Valderrama on was like, let's bully and like you guys, but it's just you guys firing off like teeing off on me here. Like I'm like the, I'm like the I'm like the big honking slab of meat, and you guys are Sylvester Stallone's left and right hand like just people, going to town. People just like lob softballs up. I can't help myself. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously, yeah. All, All right, right, so Chris, you kind of are just one giant softball. So all right, so so let let's take as we move on to the next beer here. Uh, I'll pick it out. We'll go Pastry Boy. So we're gonna go the next beer up. I'm, I'm gonna pour it around as I pour it around. Ben, can you just like so you have a lot more um, technical knowledge, I guess, than Alan or myself. Can you just talk about like the different types of stout, kind of what they mean to people? Because I think that like some people get and agree with me or agree or disagree, but like I think a lot of people, uh, even craft beer drinkers, yep. that get into it, like a lot of people are kind of like turned off and afraid of stouts. Like I don't drink dark beer. And I think it's because of the type of... I agree uh, with you. I, I, one, of my, one of my best friends at work, he will not drink anything that go, that is not bright yellow juice. Yeah, I get it, right? Like, you look at a dark beer and go, it's 80 degrees outside and I'm at a bre- sitting outside at a brewery and I'm not going to drink this dark beer, right? So, mm. um, which I tend to agree with, actually, funny enough, stouts being, like, probably my favorite style of beer. Um, what not drinking them during like yeah I mean the summer it's, months? they're uncomfortable to drink when it's like syrupy and like yeah. you know like overly sweet like outside at a brewery but um I think what a lot of people are turned off to is is actually the traditional stout style of um the just it being thin and astringent basically it's there it's like the 
the roasted malts in the in the beer itself is ju- it just lends itself to being super bitter and astringent even so you can you could take that and i think a well-crafted stout like a nice crafted irish stout like is good like that's a good like guinness i think that's a fine beer yeah um it's drinkable it's four and a half percent it's basically bud light that's dark right so yeah um, that's uh, that's a pretty good way to put it yeah i um, agree so but i think what what like i guess like my point that i was gonna get at uh here was like i think so like it depends, right? So when you talk about craft beer, I think that a lot of people do like Guinness, even if they, they say they don't like dark beer, or yeah. they'll say, oh, I only like like Guinness. And I think that that comes to the root of, because of the style of stout, there are multiple yeah. different styles. So when you get into the barrel age, when you get into the pastry stout, when you get into the Russian imperial stout, you're getting some pretty intense territory there. And it's very, but 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 it's very territory though. Like a pastry stout is not the same kind of intensity as that Russian imperial, right? A lot of people see the dark beer and they just assume, you know, it's heavy, it's dessert, it's it's gonna like weigh you down, and and that's not always the case. Well, right, because stouts are are an ale. I don't think that people understand that. Well, yeah, people like literally don't understand that. I think at its core, between lagers and ales, like I just, you know, I I find myself. Not in like a like a douchey way, but just like constantly telling like people that don't understand beer, like ex- having to explain the difference between an. Yeah, animal I go into English like, lord mode. Yeah, like, <laughs> don't touch me, you yeah. peasant! Like, <laughs> stop yeah. breathing on me. I push- I've seen him do this. It's it's quite impressive. Every time I start talking about it, my glasses break. I have to tape them. I have to push them back up my nose and yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think pastry stouts are all not all about. Um, I mean, you have these guys throwing cake into the mash tun, which, which I just did. You know, three months ago, I, I just brewed. I was gonna, a, I was gonna I, say I was yeah. gonna call you up for that. I'm like, I just, really? I just tell me more. I just <laughs> brewed a red velvet cake pastry stout, and I threw I threw a red velvet cake into the into the mash tun. It was pretty dope. It was fun. It looked cool. Uh, it made for great pictures. Um, pastry stouts are you know a quarter marketing. Yeah, that's that's kind of my hot take on your pastry stout. Here is like. It's all about how you mark in uh, for hype. a lot of like beers like that. It's about how you market it and how much hype you can get out of it. Right. Yeah. And, like, we threw some cake in here. Right. Yeah. yeah. Sick. Right. Check out our Instagram post. pounds of donut holes per barrel. Yeah. You know, something like that, that they can really throw out there. Yeah. Like I brew this pretty mega, um, apple cider donut stout, which is probably the best beer I've brewed. Like it was just good. And, you know, I used like legit apple cider donuts baked by uh, shout out bearded uh, bearded baker guy on uh, on Union Street. That shit is he makes the best. Well, really, it's. Uh, but how? Mu- so I guess my question would be like, how much do you think when when breweries are like throwing pastries and stuff in there? How much do you think that that actually contributes to the flavor of the beer? Um, I think you get a bit. <laughs> like that's I think you actually get something out of it. Can you throw a percentage on there? Uh, and this is super it, not like, technical. Are you talking like mash ton? Like I'm throwing I'm throwing donuts in the mash ton right now. Yeah. You probably get it's probably a ten percent. And then like flavor. You know, maybe you if you taste your, your wort, you know, when you're casting out in the to the boil kettle, uh if you're tasting that and you taste donut, which you should be able to, it's very sweet, but like 
you should be able to at least you know harness some of that donut flavor um then you you've done your job yeah, I quick think. quick 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 pause for technical technical reasons so wort is what beer is called before yeah. it is fermented yes. casting out is when you take it from where you're mashing it which is creating the uh, chemical reactions to create fermentable sugars, which is what is required to make alcohol, ergo, and make it beer. Casting out is when you're moving it from that process into the fermenter. Just like to throw those things out there because oh, I, I get it. Boil kettle, but yeah. And I, we hope that there's beer nerds out there and they're like, shut up, Chris. Yeah. We know this already, <laughs> man. Shut up. You interrupted him. But I just like to throw it out there. Yeah, other collection. Some people call it collecting. Yeah. yeah. It's like. Is it the English? We collect it over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like autumn versus fall. Yeah. The Same Latin thing. term is autumn. Yeah. We Same call term. it fall here because leaves fall down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before, but hey, 34 years, there's always time for something new. So we got we got Southern Maine Brewing Company, or some, to the uneducated. Uh, it's a peanut butter whoopie pie. Milk stout, yep, with natural flavors. It has basically a picture of peanut butter colored trees, which I'm assuming is a skyline in the back, which you can't see, which is kind of stout colored. Uh, it has a little blurb on the back, like whoopie pies and peanut butter go together like flannel and bean boots, and then you can just keep going going from there. So it's true. it says Southern Maine, so they're from Maine. Yep. If you don't get the bean, bean, boots. bean boots reference, that's L.L. Bean. I don't know, just in case we have some Midwest... I think we have, like, two Midwest listeners. Are they white girls? I, I think everything... They might... I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> they don't know what bean boots are. Maybe. I don't know. I just got myself a pair of bean boots. <laughs> you gotta be careful Speaking when you of go white to Maine girls. on the beer trips, because <laughs> yeah. if you bring the ladies, that is a stop that is happening. It's open 24 hours. to account for it. Open 24 That's hours. That's true. So, common criticism here on the beer review. One... No date. Not that it matters so much. Say, I'm, I'm not that big on on like a dark beer if it doesn't have the date for me. Yeah, we've previously covered this in the in the podcast, but I still like to I, I like to know when the beer was born, man. I, I like to see. I that try to more think back to that day. The message that's under there sometimes. Oh yeah, certain breweries will like put like kicking ass or yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like you're a nerd. Yeah. I just, I just want one to put major look. Yeah, or something like that. Or it would be really cool if they could print the hand that circle sign where you get punched. If someone could print that underneath there, that would be a pretty sick move. If a brewery made that happen, somebody out there, you know, let's make that happen. We might be getting a ten. Uh, we might be giving a ten. Before right. we even try it. All right, so we will go counterclockwise. So Ben is sitting across from Alan and I. Again, we're no video. We're working on it someday soon. Um, I'm going to go with 6.4. Really? Yeah, that I'm not high, a pastry huh? guy. I'm not a pastry yeah. guy. Okay. Wow, that high? Yeah, okay. I'm going low. This is going to go right. low for me. Well, hold on. We're going counterclockwise. So, You're last on this one. So with this one, like right now, I'm not – I'm. So we've split the can between three people right now. So you could almost think sometimes how the whole thing would drink for you. So right now I'm enjoying the flavors and everything. But if I had a full can pour of this, I think I'd be sitting here for an hour trying to drink it. And it's not a beer that I hate the flavors. I actually really getting the peanut butter. I'm getting like the cake taste to it. I just don't think it's a beer i would want to drink a whole one of like it would sit in my refrigerator 
waiting for one or two people to come over and to crack it and split it, and that's about the amount I'm going to enjoy. Mm-hmm. All right, so and let's analyze the that, picture. I'm going to come in with 6.6. Ooh, nice, nice. Coming over the top of me. All right, Ben, hit us with the bad news. Or hit Southern Maine with the bad news. Sorry, Southern Maine. I've uh, previously and historically enjoyed your IPA, so don't – and I don't really like IPAs, so don't – Whatever. They have to accept the yeah. tag when we tag them in social media. You're just defi- for you're, <laughs> <laughs> they're definitely going to hear this. Um, my opinion means everything. That <laughs> that's a comment I thought he's I'd being hear from super. Chris. He's being super facetious. <laughs> the body language isn't conveyed through the podcast, so that's awesome. This Continue. Is a four, this and is a then. four and a half for me. Yeah, this is a four point five. Whoa, you are, you are, that is the lowest rating in Bald Guy Beer Review history. It is. We're only six episodes in, but remember, zero to four is a beer that has production defects and packaging problems. I guess we're, I guess It's just above that. It's just above that because this beer tastes like popcorn to me, which I don't like. So that is a common defect, Ben. It can be. Go on. It can be a common defect. Sometimes it's just the way the malts were put together i think i can't i can't i can't say this is diacetyl right because i'm yeah. not i'm not feeling it on my tongue that well but this beer tastes like popcorn to me and it's not an enjoyable popcorn so yeah four and a half i'm not gonna go as far to say it's a, a defect um i think it's they weren't going for that flavor it's probably um them trying to get a whoopie pie in there i don't know how yeah. they got the whoopie pie like i said yeah marketing 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 so, so. again we're, we're Ben is using some technical language, so we'll explain. So diacetyl is one of the many off flavors that you can find in beer. Sometimes it's actually desired mm. in beer, depending on what Dark style. Dark beers, too. Yep. And, and to, to certain levels. So if it's if it's desired in a beer but overdone, you've you've done it wrong. So it's kind of like that, uh, I forget the name of that little little kid's tale, but it's like you got to have it just right. Uh, anyways. Goldilocks. Yeah, there we go. That one. Something you're not familiar with. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't been for some time. Only one person in this podcast could be familiar with that one. Long blonde hair. Golden locks. But um, yeah. So it's a common. Yeah, and so it's got a nice beard at least. Yes. Yeah. So its flavor is um, its its flavor is of that of buttered popcorn, and it kind of leaves a slick flavor too. Yeah, it has a slick mouthfeel. This is not giving me a slick mouthfeel, so it makes me think that probably just the combo of malt that they used in this which is fine it's good it's like it's good right it's like four and a half like you said alan i'm not this would take me two hours to drink i'm drinking this because i literally have to it's not quite four and a half though you came in at fofo that's what i wrote it down okay it was four and i was super excited because whenever there's a four i just i'd reduce it to fo we literally had to change who was going to introduce episode four because i could not say it like chris (laughs) and i could not stop laughing when i tried to say it like chris (laughs) We're ridiculous. All right, so hey, next up, I'm going to pour around around town. Uh, we're going to go. So we're going to switch up from, so we've now done a barrel-aged stout. Uh, now we've done a pastry stout. And now we're going to go with a Russian imperial stout. And you've also heard us talk about not being reviewed today, but dry Irish stout. So this just shows you how there's a lot of room in the dark beer category. So if you're not a dark beer nerd or if you're like really opposed like I don't drink dark beers, I just highly recommend diving into a bunch of the different ones and trying them because you might find that you don't like pastry stouts for the reasons that Ben and Alan just kind of talked about. 
and you don't like barrel aged stouts because maybe you you can taste too much of the alcohol or yeah. you don't like the whatever like the the barrel effect on it. Yeah. But maybe you like that that classic Russian imperial stout. Uh, so yeah. No, I, I agree with you because I'm I'm big sour fan. You barrel age a sour, and I tell you, I I no longer enjoy them. Mm. It's you just get too much of the wood sometimes. Yep. And it loses a lot of what I like in a stout, or a sour rather. Yeah, we're on the stout season well, episode. So yeah. I could... What was your what was your guys' first like Russian Imperial? I have a really good Russian Imperial story. So oh, it was um, God, um. Rasputin. Yeah. Yep. Old Raspy. Yeah. Nice. Old Ra- old classic, man. Yeah, yeah. I that had is a that, classic. I had that one at the um at Shout the strange North Coast. At the Strange Brew Tavern in <laughs> yeah, Manchester. Yep. Probably sometime like two thousand nine, ten, sometime in there. Somewhere yep. around. Like, I can't tell you exactly when, but yep. like early on in my craft drinking career. Yep. And, if, and everything we're trying today, you can get in the area one way or the other, or it's not that far away to get. Yeah. So, my... Yeah, story time. So, my first uh, Russian Imperial, um, my one of my really good friends, Ian, uh, was turning 40 years old. So, my dad, this was... I can't remember. It was a while. It was probably... I was 17. I was 16 or 17. And... Like, well before I could appreciate, you know, a Russian Imperial Stout of this magnitude. It was, um, it was Kate the Great. Oh, nice. And it was, like, a 2012 Kate the Great in, like, 2016 or something. It was, like, it was a strong beer. And I was, like, wow, this is disgusting. <laughs> and my dad was so disappointed in me. <laughs> I was, like, he was, like, I've had this bottle forever. Like, he's, like, I've had this bottle forever. And he broke it out, and I was like, "This is disgusting." But then I look back on it now. That's I'm like, hit. "Wow, what an asshole!" Right? <laughs> like, I'll say I've done that with certain beers. People get really excited to share it to you, or you've you've had it sitting there waiting, can't wait to try, it, and you finally crack it after sitting on it forever, and then you're just like, "Wow, I do not like this." And then you know your flavors change over time, and then you do enjoy it. But I've I've had quite a few where, you know, you've built the beer up in your head maybe and then the flavors just are not what you enjoy yeah i i just yeah a beer that tasted like raisins right at the time like coffee and raisins you're like (laughs) like why would you ever want this (laughs) i have this i remember saying that i have this like vision of joaquin phoenix in my mind and gladiator and it's but it's you guys and and you're just drain pouring the rest of like the the four-year-old beer that this that was savored and slaved over in the basement not that it's slaved over but it's like literally collecting dust it's on a special shelf that usually costs like 85 dollars it was probably a christmas present from somebody and somebody just like took the time to care for this bottle of beer and you were just like fuck this shit and you just dump it out shout out to uh, superhuman show. The guy who jumps off a trampoline onto I, I random things. Oh, yeah. I definitely say like now, now at this age, I've will no longer just drink the beer just to drink the beer. If I don't enjoy it, I'm just pouring it out. Right. I'm no yeah. longer at the point where like alcohol abuse is like a crime. That's a, that's a matured palate. I would say. Yeah. I'd also say that's where I have more money and I can afford to not have to drink that one beer. Yeah. So right now, uh, we're digging into 
Nikita. It's by Rising Tide. It's a rye Russian imperial stout. And what I really dig about this can art is they went super Soviet with this thing. Mm. Only instead of the hammer and sickle on the athlete's like shirt, it's the Rising Tide logo. But they're holding that like traditional Soviet wreath. And like has like a rocket ship that's oh, kind of yeah. like a Sputnik, Sputnik, and it's in in the Nikita is spelled in like the, it's not Cyrillic because it's English, but it's like in that Cyrillic it's, old Russian pattern. It's kind of like if you ever remember the old show La Femme Nikita, it almost looks exactly like the script for that show. Yeah, yeah, and well, and would you look at that? It has a date. Unbelievable. What's the date? Automatic couple points for me. Uh, November twenty third, twenty one. So nice. definitely recent. Yeah. Um, wild i like it uh i don't think so i'm up first now finally uh in the road in the rotation and or actually alan you are yeah sorry. i'm actually up you, first you missed the rocket to, you're trying to steal my turn yeah i tried to steal your turn but i don't know go ahead alan i'll let you get into it then i'll get into my A little yuri gagarin action yeah yeah is that his name Something like that. Hold no, on, let me, let me fact, Jamie, Jamie, can you fact check that? I'm not going to go too in depth with this one. I'm just going to go ahead and give the score, what I'm feeling on this one. You know what? I'm just perusing my last one just to make sure where I'm going with this. And oh, don't base with, it. Don't base it off your other scores. I'll have that's the exactly. That's exactly how you have to base it. You base it. Every beer is based on your past scores and interactions. All right. So this one is going to come in at a 6.8 for me. Hmm. 6.8. All right. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right. Jeez. Jeez. All right, Ben, you're in the hole next. We're so, going counterclockwise here. But, so to, if I could reference back my previous story about Russian Imperials and where they should stand, I think Kate the Great, looking back on it, is the standard for Russian Imperials. It was, that was the number at the time the number one beer in the world, basically, and it's highly sought after. Like if you were if you were maxing your bottle limits on Kate the Great, you're an OG for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. this beer doesn't uh, stand up to that, so oof, it just doesn't. It's thin for a Russian Imperial. Uh, I want more out of it. I want more flavor. Uh, it's got a slight metallic taste, which is kind of a water issue for me. Um, so let's go for a five. I could drink it. Yeah, yep. I think you, you fell in the same spot where you, I, I enjoyed it better than the peanut butter whoopie pie. Way more. And I think maybe maybe I might have been a little generous on that score, so kind of had to base my score on this one based on that, that I would prefer this .2 decimal points better. I just um, pulled up a Kate the Great from Portsmouth Brewery. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Is that actually a beer I've got a score of 100? It is. World class. 100 for Kate the Great. It's uh, retired, but let's see. It has over almost a thousand ratings and four hundred ninety-five reviews, and still hits at a, a one hundred. So that's pretty impressive. Um, yeah. So that's um, before the people now could give it half a star on Untapped. Yeah. So I don't know if you listen to our Sterling Street episode. Point no. Point point two five. Point two five. Point two five. Point two five. Yeah. Just like rate your beer a point two five just because. <laughs> It's like we were talking to the head brewer over at Sterling Street. I used to uh, work with him, uh, Mike Souza, and he was just like, "Yeah, I just hate seeing a point two five because it just blows my mind." It, it literally like, it couldn't be that bad. the exact <laughs> things we tried to go for with the beer yeah. and why they didn't like it, and then they rated point two five for all the things we actually accomplished. And he's like, "But that's what you got." <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I could feel the frustration. Well, hold on, I gotta get my rating in here. But I mean, six point eight and five, man. 
what am I just like the Don Juan of feeling generous? I was going six seven. I'm going six seven. Nice. I like it. I don't. Hey, I don't. So it's Don Juan right? being generous. Well, so he, he, no, but here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So when we talk about, so Ben picked up diacetyl and the peanut butter stout. I did not. You picked up a metallic flavor in this one. I did not. Yeah, so when you talk about either. on a tasting panel, and we've sat on a couple together, Ben. Yeah. When you sit at a tasting panel with people, that's why you have multiple people on your panel because. Ben's palate isn't mine. So yeah. I might get it and he might not, or he might get it and I might not. And that's like a natural thing. And I think that that's where a lot of beer nerds like butt heads and like start yeah. arguing. They're like, no, dude, there's no way. And it's like, I, well, I think, well, I think especially when you come into the dark beers, there gets to be a lot more debate on what you taste and what you like because this is where people's like personal flavor preferences really are coming into fact. Um, and what they like to drink, thickness levels, you know, somebody might really enjoy that pastry stout for all the reasons I said I didn't enjoy it. And that's where, you know, beer becomes drink what you like to drink. Yeah. Quick, uh, quick sh- uh, shout out, though. Those people that are drinking like the New England Hazy Boy IPAs. And then you're telling me that you're tasting like mango, apricot, pineapple, apple, the grass, um, the the type of the atmosphere. You were tasting the atmosphere <laughs> of which the grass, I'm like, dude, I'm like, but you know, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like, the, they, saying. they list like several different flavors, and I'm like, all right, buddy. Power I don't think so. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I'm like, do you even eat apricots, dude? Because you look like you're about 800 pounds. Like, don't you don't like, eat apricots. I personally man. don't like to read the tasting notes on an IPA until I've tried it. Because I think once you read them, sometimes you're searching to find those instead of coming up with in your own mind. What yeah. Also, them. pet peeve is when they read when the back of the can basically gives you like the tasting notes and yeah. you just regurgitate in your own words. Well, that's Plagiarism. the trick, right? That's the trick. <laughs> yeah. They. It's all about mind games yeah Yeah. (laughs) if you want to get into that yeah that's like huge they they go this tastes like orange peel and cantaloupe uh candied cantaloupe uh honeydew and you're like bro none of those things actually taste like anything orange rind tastes like shit and you listen, listen, to, so, listen to, I don't know if you've ever eaten an orange rind, but it's not good. And and you went right to the website and, and listed it in the exact order. Yeah. That they, I, I will say when like people tell me they taste orange rind, I'm like, yeah, that's not what you taste. Yeah, you had a bad childhood. <laughs> no, you, you, you were growing up rough there. Also, also, that's like anybody that tells me they like those wax lips around Halloween time. Those are disgusting, and I think there's something wrong with you. All right, we're just gonna go with another circus statistical peanuts. update and another and another peanuts. first. <laughs> not not only ha- I'm just gonna ignore those comments. <laughs> Glaze right by him, but um, not only have we had the lowest score in bald guy history in this episode, we are now at our longest episode. I had a feeling this was going to happen. But I don't care. We're just going to keep rolling. So it's kind of like the tasting panel one. Um, But it's, I think there's been, the length is all in the eye of the beholder of the episode. Some you get to cut short, some you get to keep on pouring. Well, I think that the level of like, like I said, like the the beating that I'm taking on this episode (laughs) is absolutely (laughs) legendary. So if you've listened this far, just keep listening because I'm just going to keep getting beat. I don't, these guys are only getting uh, more loose they're not you know what i'm saying like they're warming up in yeah. the back like I, I it's it's like the ufc promo like they're warming up in I the think back Chris like, right the now bags. is just plotting to bring somebody on that i know now so he can gang up with them on me <laughs> something like that i just know chris too well i've worked too much with him that's, yeah. that's the same so. thing here is and we're just like 
You're just it's just too natural to go after him. Yeah, so for this those, is a, this is a guy that watched me throw a pallet across a brewery once. So, so, so oh, I yeah. heard this story. <laughs> so, so all right. So for those who don't know, I, I worked I worked first with Alan at a county jail. He was my field training officer, and then we be, just became friends through, I think, pretty much craft beer and other stuff, yeah. and, and and just other similar interests. And then you know, fast forward the tape years down the road, I worked with Ben at 603 so yeah both of these guys have had to suffer immensely working with me so now they're here on their own free time they're not getting paid to do this so cheers to them behind your work, back i talk you up actually work to your Chris face a brief time you, at so. walmart i'm actually the opposite behind your back i shit all over you <laughs> yeah, of course and then to your face i talk you up it's only natural so what do we got next alan's pouring a beer here so we got right now we got something a little bit older we got a 2017 edition from Fremont Brewery of their B-Bomb. So Fremont Ooh. Brewery, for those of you who don't know, is out in Seattle, Washington. You can get it in New Hampshire through the Tabor app. I believe that's the only way. Um, either that or unless you know somebody out there that's going to ship them to you. But these guys have been around for quite some time. Been around since 2009, steadily growing their business. Uh, they have two locations in Seattle right now, right down the street from each other. Pretty big production facilities. Um, I've not personally had this one. I've had some other stuff from them that I've liked. But it'll be interesting to uh, try this one out as well. It's also another wax top bottle. We love that. Yes. You had a you had a way better time opening the wax than Chris did. Yeah, I I, I kind of <laughs> didn't want to let him fiddle with this one yeah. anymore. So this is bad dexterity. It's I not, didn't it's even not try. his fault. I didn't even try. <laughs> so they're calling this one um, an Imperial Winter Ale, aged in bourbon barrels. Excellent. So we'll see how much of the bourbon barrel you actually taste. Did it, does it say where the bourbon barrels are from? I'm always curious um, about that. I don't know if it does on this particular year. Did the mitts say where the rum barrels are from? It did not. It's a blend of 9, 12, and 24-month-old barrel strength winter ale. Dope. So it's a blended beer? Yeah. Nice. Two years, one year, and just, just over half a year. It actually gives... See, I like this. This is funny. Uh, on, the, uh, on the label here, it gives you the whole malt bill and the hops they use. It's incredible. Like, breweries don't do that. And I don't, I never understand why. Cause like, well, cause well, you're going to steal their shit. No, right? I, yeah. I actually, you're not going to brew this beer. I actually really enjoy when the brewers <laughs> do that. There's a few out there that will do it. And like, there's, I'm a, I'm a fan of Drecker that I used to get a lot through Taver app and on a lot of their IPAs and some of their other beers, they'll write the malts, the hop. And then if they're using a gimmick on that beer, they'll call it, they'll actually write what their quote unquote gimmick is on it. So they're giving you like the like, exact thing. So they like the devil's rind. food cake or orange rinds, yes. <laughs> <laughs> candied cantaloupe, yeah, candied <laughs> like cantaloupe, a not even real taste. Hey, so this is a challenge to the twelve of you listening out there. If any of you have ever had candied cantaloupe, please provide tasting notes. Okay. So I've can... had candied cantaloupe before. <laughs> of course, actually. of course. <laughs> so you can buy it. It's like a it's like an Asian candy. You can buy cantaloupe like chewy. Oh, at Market candies. Basket or something like that? Uh, I get them at this store I go to in Burlington, Mass. Oh, okay. So this They're bottle good. also I'll bring you has some a nice uh, I'll, abominable I'll snowman I'll educate on you. It. Nice. On the candied cantaloupe. Jeez. 
what am I getting into over here? So, I get it, but breweries don't want you to steal their whatever. But I mean, so I've, I've even even in our short five episodes before this, yeah. we've we've talked to different people, and there's a lot of people that like, you ask the IPA, you're like, a lot of people want to know these days what hops you're using, because people like to see if they can pick them up, the flavor profiles they're getting yeah. from them, and we actually asked one. And they didn't want to tell us what their hop was in it. And I found that to be strange because the hop really isn't the secret sauce in your IPA. Because well, you're not the only one growing that one hop out there. Unless you found some hop under the sun that's making a well, great hop that The only thing that, I'll, that I'll say is uh, Citra and Mosaic, bro. <laughs> Citra and mosaic that's the Citra combo. galaxy bro yeah you know, th- so there's a couple of combos out there Cinco galaxy that's yeah. the combo yeah listen there there's a number of combinations out there and if you're a beer nerd just go on reddit and just take a look yeah. and then all of a sudden you for like find all of your favorite new England. listen this is a stout episode why are we talking about yeah we're just talking this about is, beer. this is this is chris and a tangent yeah, well so listen I'm, all right so, i'm gonna blame chris all right he's probably so we'll, we'll finish the tangent here go on reddit <laughs> take all of your favorite ipas find all of the hops that you can and where their hops are listed and you will be shocked to find the similarities you're gonna literally hear like idaho 7 nelson galaxy citra simcoe and now but here's the thing like if you're like a brewer out there you're probably like you're pulling your hair out and you're like, uh, like you're just listing all the hops, you know, like, shut up. You're an idiot. But it's like, dude, it's literally the same. Yeah. And then any kind of combination thereof, like you take six of those hops that are all like straight bangers on their own. So especially I love those, those single hop series. So not only do you get the six, so think about it for a brewery, you brew a yellow beer, right? Here's your business concept. You brew a, a same base beer and you take all those hops that are straight bangers on their own. You create a single hop series. How many breweries did you know have a single hop series? And now you take them and you plug and play. I'm going to do Citra and Galaxy. I'm going to do Citra and Simcoe. I'm going to do Cit- Galaxy and Simcoe and yada, yada, yada. And you get what I'm saying. I'm going to draw the line right here and we're going to go back to the dark beer because I know how this goes. <laughs> yeah, and this if is we about to be an hour road, tangent, dude. We're going to get, we're going to be finished the beer in our glasses before we even talk about Cannonball. it. Cannonball. <laughs> All I'm going to say so far. Push is me to the edge. That this beer they're telling me is 13%. And I'll tell you, it's pretty damn smooth for thirteen percent. Definitely. Yeah. So that's the first thing I noticed was how smooth it was. So you I'm first up in the shoot you get again. The barrel. Yeah. You get the so barrel. I, I'm first up in uh, the shoot again. Definitely tasting the bourbon barrel on this one. Super smooth, very silky. I'm really digging this one. I don't know if the guys will agree with me, but I'm 100% in on the, this. Is the best one that I've had all night. Um, it's definitely really, really nice. From 2017, so five. So listen, when this thing was bottled, me and Ben were kicking it at 603 on the That's canning true. line. Yeah. Repping. Yep. That's half a decade. Wow. <laughs> Slamming 18 mile rise. <laughs> I got a video evidence of that. Easy. Yeah. It actually just came up on my Snapchat memories. It's like New Year, same me. <laughs> on my way over here, I was thinking about the I'll send it to you. Fucking Wood Devil canning days. Yeah. That oh, was God. Rough. <laughs> All right, let's not. We don't want anybody coming after us for those. Yikes. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> we're, all right, so we're devolving here. Yeah, we're really devolving fast, and especially in the longest episode, we gotta kind of keep it together. We gotta wrap this together a little bit. Yeah, so hey, I'm really digging this one a lot. I'm gonna go. 
dude, I might give the highest BGBR rating so far. It's, I'll t- I'll tell you this. Compared to like, I think when you really get into dark beers, you start comparing like the good to the bad. I think that the difference becomes noticeable. But again, its personal taste comes into play as well. Well, I'm gonna go. This is a great beer. I'm just gonna throw it out. I'm going seven eight. I really like this one. I actually kind of want to look more into them and kind of go get more of their stuff. I, so I believe the only way you can get around here is through the Tabor app, and they're on there quite a bit. Are you sponsored bundle. by the Tabor app? I actually, you should be. I actually <laughs> banned myself from the Tabor app <laughs> yeah. because that app is dangerous. Very. They, they pop up. You know, you pop, grab one here, there. You know, it's 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 7 bucks, And before you know it, your crate's chock full. I'm like it. It's it's a cool app, and it's really cool to try some other beers out there. And especially if you're fans of some of these breweries, you can only get through there. Yep, it's certainly a good avenue. Um, and it's I I personally just stopped because I was using it way too much, and my stout shelf kind of exploded from it. Well, hey, listen, if you want to sponsor, if you're out there and you're hey, a Tabor, I'll, I'll drop my Tabor name in the link. <laughs> you want to use it? it? Gets us both some money there. <laughs> yeah, cool. All right, so we're hitting. We're just about to cross the. Uh, we just crossed the forty-nine minute mark. I'm not keeping us for time here. Just letting everybody know. So, uh, uh, who's next here for the rating? Alan, what do you got? So you gave it seven eight. Now I'm going to tell you. That's the highest rating on the so far. Ever? Yeah, we yeah. haven't had an Okay. Yet. We have. We haven't. I'm going to beat it. So. We haven't. We haven't brought that many more out. Um, I'm actually going to go over you as well. Mm. I'm going to go in with. Uh, are really beating the shit. I'm going to go in with an 8.1. Whoa! And I think the 2018 version I have this on my shelf is going to sit there quite a little while longer, because it is quite tasty. Yeah. All right, Ben. This. So I, I'm not usually a huge, uh, like strong bourbon barrel fan. Like I think that's my least favorite stout. Although it says winter ale, so whatever that means. Um, stout. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna go. We're gonna go with that. It's a stout. It's dark and it's bourbon barrel aged. So, um, yeah, this is one of the smoothest ones I've had, pretty much ever. We're gonna go strong eight three here, and uh, yeah. set the bar high on this one. I'm gonna tell you, ladies that. and gentlemen, Benjamin Carjala has simultaneously given the lowest and highest scores. In BGBR history, my goodness! I love the I love the label too. This like uh, got the nice abominable snowman. Yeah, on the there. Yeti just throwing a barrel, man. It's yeah. like he just. It's like a classic label. It doesn't have a ton going on, but it's just enough, and it gives you yeah. like that almost like wine bottle label or bourbon bottle label feel. It, it looks like a um like a Sam Smith's if you know those. Yeah, yeah it looks I'm like a, fan a Sam, of Sam Smith's. And then, but like with its own twist, it just like. I'll tell you guys. Crushed a St. Bernard and stole its barrel. <laughs> now it's whipping you, it down the mountain. <laughs> it's still hard to believe this is 13% for how smooth this one drinks. Ooh. All right, well, we're kind of almost out of glassware. You two can use those two. I'll reuse this bourbon barrel one to spice it up a little bit. Let's uh, hand us that New England Dreams. All right. So we got the next one we got, we got Woodland Farms Brewery. It's called... New England Dreams is a peanut butter and fluff flavor stout, 6.2%. It's got a cool, like, um, emoji-looking peanut butter and fluff jar with a red background and, like, a weird... I'd go with, like, Aqua Teen Hunger Force-like characters. Yeah, mixed with, like, 
anime. Yeah. And I think Alan will really like this. So not only does it have a date, but as a crisp, clear date with a time. This can was born on November the 15th, 2021 at 11.04 I would, I would really enjoy it if it gave me a helpful message as well. Like a It does. Cookie. And it says November coming fire. So we will see, oh, we'll see if, if it, it brings is coming the fire. fire. So I'm going to so, crack this boy and we'll get around, the, we'll get around town so with the boys. do you know where Woodland Farms Brewery is? Negative. Alan, enlighten us. I don't know. I'm going to have well, to man It says Kittery, Maine on the label. Okay. I'm guessing it's in Kittery. I, I, that would make some sense. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Un- unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> unbelievable guys, analysis from with, Ben Carjala. Uh, uh, Branch and Blade at all? Yes. yes. Yep. I love their beer. I think their beer is some of the best in New Hampshire. They're like, they're crushing it. At Epsom? Uh, right Keen. on uh, Keen. 1C oh, wow. in Kittery. Oh, wow. way off. What's a Blasty Bow? That's in yeah, Epsom. Blasty, so. Blasty Bow is in Epsom. It's right up by Northwoods Lake. I drive by it all the time. Yet to stop in. In Modest Man, up in Keene, too. They're yeah, crushing they, the IPA game. They're and... literally like so, almost across the street from each other, aren't they? If you yeah, know anybody in yeah, Modest Man. They're, like, they're down the street. I've been, to, I've been to Modest Man. I haven't been to Branch and Blade. Mo- was cutting through downtown Keene. Saw it. Pulled over. Grabbed some cans. Modest Man, if you, know any, if, you, if, you, if you listen... We'd love to have you on the show. Try some stuff. Maybe head out there to Keene area. Yeah, yeah they're killing the game. They're all over the New Hampshire. Yeah, Can I give a quick they're, plug they're real quick? It. Yeah. Yeah. So we were talking about my work history a little bit early on. Uh, yeah, sure. I do work at another brewery now. It's called Two Share Brewing. It's in Manchester on Union Street. So if you guys want to stop in. I know Say I've seen hi. you there, Chris. I've been to Two Share as well. Nice. Always there. Well, I'm not always there. I'm there on Thursday nights. So don't come when I'm working, though. <laughs> if you, I always tell my friends and family this. Like, if you love me, you won't make me work. So if you want to go, let me know. Well, good but, thing I hate you, Ben. So I'm going to just show up on Thursdays exactly <laughs> yeah, you when have. you're working. <laughs> Two Share is a cool spot, though. It's a nice, like, cool vibe in there. Yeah, for sure. All right. So we got – so we'll just get – I don't know. We'll just get stuck right into this. It says, we took New England tradition – the Fluffernerder sandwich and turn it into the perfect wintertime adult beverage. Silky smooth body with toasted bread crust overtones layer perfectly over a peanut butter and fluff flavors. Yeah, it kind of smells it's, like shit, to be honest. Childhood sandwich it's, in a mug. It's going to be interesting because most people, when they tell you they're making the sandwich, they don't tell you you're going to get the bread notes. So it's going to be interesting. <laughs> they're going to say, we'll make you the Fluffernerder, and they're going to throw the peanut butter and the fluff in there. And they're going to be like, fuck it, there's bread shit in our beer already. We're not going to bread and well, you know as what, Alan, Alan, you, you can get i actually taste the breadcrumb overtones like wonder bread and it's perfectly over peanut butter and fluff flavors i'm kind of trying to half-ass read the label now this one ain't a hit to me dude i don't like this one i don't dig it yeah they, this is kind of like the peanut butter one from I mean, uh, i'll tell you i'll tell you the positive on this one i can taste the fluff and if you like fluff, that's a positive. You don't. It's... So so here so here's my beef with this one. The body so it's thin as fuck. Yeah, I, I like it. a chewy stout. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're coming in in a bad time because they're coming in right after probably the highest scoring beer on the Ball Guy beer mm-hmm. reviews that, to date. That yep. And like that one had like a nice consistency to it, and you're really identifying the thinness on this one compared to it. Yeah. So, all right. That might be the problem. So, like, take take a normally paced UFC fight immediately that goes to a decision immediately following, like, an amazing flying knee knockout, (laughs) and that's this beer. I think if we we poured this right after the uh, the Southern Main, I think it'd be a lot... 
similar to that versus uh, what we're getting right now after coming after a banger. Yeah. We got um, Ben Askren by uh, Jorge Masvidal. The flying well, yeah, 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 just yeah. immediate exactly. knockout. Yeah, but like though that was a main event, though. So now imagine... <laughs> Some like undercard prelim is fighting to a decision, and it's like a decent fight, and both guys go hard, and you're like, "Wow, I really respect both of those guys." But like, nah, it wasn't that last fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah nice. This is just kind of a. I think it's just a lineup fail for this one. We probably should have uh, stacked the lineup a little differently, but it's. I think it is where it is, and I think it. It's, I think we stacked the lineup just perfectly. I think yeah. it's really like highlighting where it should be on the list. Best beer for last. No, you got to peak and then you got to descend. It's just like a book. <laughs> yeah, I I think we actually are probably gonna have the pyramid style. All right, so what are you what are you going with, Alan? I'm gonna go right the same score I had on the Southern Main six point six. Oh, all right. I ben, can't tell you which one. This is probably a little like better, better than the Southern Main for me at least. Okay. So we'll go with a five three. These are coming. These are coming quicker than they were earlier. Ben, we're uh, we're like. We're like Ben. You're we you're get these out ben, of here. We gotta ben, get out of here. Ben, Ben, your 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 beer ratings are eerily reminiscent of our political political system right now. You are you are shockingly one way or the other. You are not going down the middle. You're like either lowballing the crap out of these or like I, I can totally see that though with what we've drank today. I don't think we have a lot you're right. of middle of the ground. I agree. All right, so we got Allen at six six, Ben at five three. Not gonna say that they're. I think I think I had to stay at six six just because Southern Maine. I I probably rated them a little high, and you know once that rating's in, it's in. Yeah, you know I actually, despite what you guys think, I liked the, the Southern Maine one better than I liked this one. I like this one better. Yeah, I'm going six one on this one. But I have to I go ahead like and tell much. you you're wrong, Chris. Well, that's okay. <laughs> Alan, I'm I just like kidding. that you just like you love the sixes, man. You're in yeah. the, you're in the six zone. That's like yeah. your that's your right sweet now, spot. Right now, I'm I'm stuck in the sixes. Like normally, I'm like like right. You're like no beer seven. is bad, but no beer is amazing. He's like a Portnoy. <laughs> well, you know, until until you hit those top notches, you got to stay where they belong. Yeah, that's true. And I I just felt like the you know the Southern Maine people were right over my shoulder, and I had the crowd pressure, and they were very nice to me, and I don't really know, and I just gave them a higher score than they should have got. What's the best beer you guys have ever had on tap? On tap is a big difference from a can. Agreed. I'll tell you. So, it's going to sound fanboy, but I had a, a green on tap at tr- mm. at Treehouse. It might have been because it was the line bar back at the time when they had the line bar. Mm-hmm. And after standing in line for a little while and getting that fresh green, I, I don't know, that was that was one of the best ones. That a close, and, and this will sound weird after I say that for a close second. Yeah was um we actually went up to liquid riot and we were they open early and we were actually the one people like waiting for them to open up <laughs> because like they they're one of the earliest opening places in uh portland yeah and we're waiting for them open they're like you're waiting for us we're like yeah you guys open first we're planning our day <laughs> we never had a line so we we went and sat down and they had the tap list and we wanted uh some not safe for work and they didn't have it on tap yet, but they are currently canning it. And he went back out there and he filled us up a couple right off the line. Wow. So, you know, just the personality from it and fresh off the line, that beer was amazing. I've had it since in cans, and I'll tell you, I don't think it's the same beer anymore. But that one off the line was great. Though That's like 
See, those are the things that you can do. Those are the little things you can do for your customers as uh, a bar a bartender, yeah, like a beer tender, um, to make people fall in love with your brewery. It's little things like that always. I yeah. think, like every time I get to show somebody the back back of house, you know, I get to walk somebody through our meager seven yeah. barrel system, like check this out, look at this, look at that. You know, these people they're just like blown away, and like. I love doing that. That's yeah. like one of my favorite things to do. And getting, getting a beer fresh off the line like that, oh, like it, you just it's something you don't you, you right. Can't. It ruins it. For, it literally yeah. ruins beer for people. Like yeah, that's so true. I agree with you, a hundred percent on that. Yeah, it's it's something else. Dude, I can't find it. I'm, I'm, Chris I'll, is like, I'm I'll looking you, for my four bottle caps at a five bottle cap. I'll tell you. <laughs> Bro, I'll just tell, you tell me what that, your favorite beer off that, tap ever was. Vibe. No, because I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> that vibe, though, sometimes. Oh, so bad. I think sometimes you walk into a brewery, too, and you just get that fun vibe. It may not be the greatest beer, but, like, just the experience you have there just, just tops it. And I've been to some breweries with, like, good beer. And, like, you just, I just felt like I was at the jail working again, and it was, like, that kind of vibe. And yeah. it made me not want to go back again, even though the beer was good. Yeah. I've been decidedly silent because I've been staring at my phone. I'm trying to find – it was a beer by Hill Farmstead. Oh, it's the one you were just telling me about. Yeah. In this last, oh, my God, podcast. Have you ever had their porter on Nitro? have not that no. is the best that's my favorite tap tap room experience oh like, that uh, there it is yes okay so here's my favorite beer so we were up in uh stowe vermont my wife and a lot of her friends and there and their significant others we got an airbnb we just stayed in stowe did the walk around went shopping and drank beer mm. so obviously for for people who don't know when you're up in stowe you're, very, you're what's called in Vermont, it's called the Neck, N-E-K, the Northeast Kingdom. So when you're up there, you're by really awesome banger breweries like Hill Farmstead yep. and and uh, Alchemist and others. Anyway, so like Hill Farmstead is on tap like in a lot of restaurants around there. And it's just, you know, if you're a super beer nerd, you're like, oh, my God, I love Hill Farmstead. I can't find them anywhere. It's like, okay, yeah, because they're only right here. Yeah. yeah. So I was sitting – um. I checked this in. I can't remember where. Don't really care. It was at some restaurant. But it was this beer. It was a farmhouse ale. It's called Charlie. And it was 1.7 ABV. And the thing was like light carbonated, like beer, farmhouse ale, juice, heaven. It was fu- It slapped, man. <laughs> <laughs> it slapped. Yeah, that, it, you don't it hear was, that about yeah. like a one point something ABV. <laughs> so you know... Like to get yeah, I was not drinking t- it to get drunk. Let's just get, say that. But there's not a lot of beer that we're going to talk about on this podcast that you're going to get drinking to get drunk. And if that's the reason I'm going to say you're drinking it, it's it's going to be down there in those bottom scores. Okay, I was at it was this place called The Bench in Stowe, Vermont. Just a, a shout out to The Bench. You'll never hear it, but whatever. But anyway, I remember Charlie, you are, but shout out to you. From Hill Farmstead. Dude. It's on 492 Mountain Road in Stover Mine, in case you're wondering. How many bottle caps did you rate it? How many bottle caps? Yeah. Oh, I got I gave it a 4.75. Oh, sorry. Correction. 4.75. <laughs> I hate that rating system. There's just no room for Four and for three diff- quarters. There's no room for differentiation yeah. in there. I mean, honestly. If you, if you want, you can pay them X amount of dollars per month, and you can do 10th ratings. Or you could just type your own rating in and not be a tool. One bottle cap. Got a sour, don't like sours. So listen, my my <laughs> historical my, that that's actually point two five. Yeah. Point two five stars. So 
my historical view of that beer, because obviously I'm not in the moment, I'm going to go um, for that beer, Charlie, 100% like a 9-2. Shit was unbelievable. That's, yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So And that's the Hill Farm ex- if, Hill Farmstead experience, like, that's it. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, if, if, if you've never been, you have to go. Like, I, I went... And I took my girlfriend, now the fiance, shout out to that. Congrats. Congrats, Um, Alan. I took her there, and they had double citra right then. (laughs) And she tried double citra and was like, this is a beer you give to people that say they hate beer, and then they like beer. Right. Yeah. All right, anyway. All right, we got- Back to stout season. We got some more stouts here. We went Ben got us on a good content tangent, though. I really like that. I I really like the three-person thing here where we can team up on Chris quite a bit. (laughs) Yeah. The only other thing that I'll say about- Just because Ben doesn't have a lot of material against me, so right now we're just shooting off the hip. The only other thing that I'll say about the the best beer thing, I, I really like that, but- in all honesty, and I think both of you can, despite you shitting on me in this whole podcast, I think you can both get with this. Is that Crying like I'm gonna get it. demonetized? Yeah. Good, I hope so. We're not, not even monetized. Tavor's <laughs> like, no thanks. Yeah. So the one thing, the one thing that I will say though, is um, I suffer a lot of recency bias. Mm-hmm. Like that's the beer I had to look up the name because I was already kind of lit and I was in it. I couldn't remember. <laughs> But well, like, it's a good thing you're drinking 1.67% <laughs> at that point, then. It might have influenced the choice. Anyway, um, no, but, like, that beer, it still sticks with me. It's months later, and I drink a lot of different types of beer. So that, that, that was part of it. So so we got our last beer on our dark beer tour here. Um, it's from Second. 603. Second yeah, one. let's go. And it's the only non – well, I guess it's the – yeah, technically It's a speaking, pastry porter, right? Bro, well, Do, but, is there a pastry involved? Well, coffee cake, right? But, but technically, though, it's the oh, it's the second pastry. No- so, so you two would know this. <laughs> That's a baked good, so right? So both of you would know this. Is there actual coffee cake no. in this? I can tell you no. Ben brewed it. I did not. But hold on. Yeah, before but you, before you we get there, there. You know if giant pallets of coffee cake are coming into yeah, the building. No, no. But, but, but technically, I'll also say this is our second non-stout on the panel because we had a winter ale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're laughing. That's wanted... still the highest rated yeah. score. I just wanted to get the whole. I just wanted to get the whole winter bomb, ale yeah. thing out there. I just wanted to throw. I'm that not gonna lie. Me. I filled my glass back up during the uh, last conversation. There's a little there's bit left. more. Yeah, in there. yeah, Ben, you take it down. Yeah, but either way, um, all right. So we got we got uh what what Ben and I Ben and I used to end this uh, guy. Shout out to Phil Charles Rasney. He turned off all his social media and changed his phone number. Uh, crazy dude. Anyway, uh, we used to call this one the CCP. Yeah. Uh, coffee cake porter from 603. So not a stout. So, Ben, can you please shed any insight on what in the heck is the difference between a porter and a stout? Thinness. That's it. Thinness. So the body porter, of the beer. Yep. Porters are thin. I mean, that's it. And this beer is thin. It's, um, if you look at it, just look at it. It's light, too. It's light. It's got a, it's got a certain lightness to it. Um, it's actually not completely opaque too. If I hit the light on it, if I light it up right. in a certain way, I can see, I can see through it a little bit. So this is like the beer for me. I have sworn off basically buying beer from this place, to be honest. Um, just because whatever. Um, but I buy this beer mostly cause I don't really buy that much beer. I buy like 
every once in a while, I'll pick up a beer. But I every year, I buy this beer, or it's given to me. So, this is the beer. Um, this was, I won't say it was the first beer I bottled at 603 when I first started doing that kind of stuff. But uh, it was the first bottle of beer that I was like, this is it, man. This is where I'm going. Yeah, and I still have that bottle. I still have the first bottle I ever uh, bottled there. Nice. Sitting in my fridge. It's a 2017. Cool. Yeah. It's, uh, it's oxidized into oblivion, I'm sure, at this point. <laughs> but I'm probably never going to drink it. It just sits there kind of as a, uh, a trophy yeah. in my fridge. It's, uh, it's Yeah, I love this beer. I'll never stop loving this beer, I would say. And the label art sucks. Sorry, guys, if you listen to this, but it's just not good. Yeah, they change it up. <laughs> the they change it up. The art actually was better. Yeah, the, the old, old art, art was fire, bro. <laughs> it was just a cl- it was like stock photo coffee cake, yeah. which was dope. <laughs> well, so here we go. So so but so let's get it on that. You can go that way. You can almost go so cheesy, it's not bad. Well, so hold on, hold on. Let let's get stuck in on that for a moment because we I went from say this was this is better than the last time I found we, it. We, we went in we, we went in on the on the can art real hard, like stock photo coffee cake. Don't disagree. But we went from stock photo coffee cake to, to like, like clip art coffee yeah. It's not even coffee. Took the words but it's right out of my mouth. It's not even it's coffee MSP, cake. Bro. It's, it's like we went to coffee. clip art cake and coffee and then the name Coffee there's, Cake there's Porter. A, there's a in fucking two leave fonts, on here. In two different fonts. There's a leave. It's their uh, fall release. Yeah, I don't know what that. Well, I don't know what that tripod, like that tri leaf, is that marijuana? I don't know. That is um, not marijuana. No, I know, but I know it's not. But I'm just saying, like, it's like weird, right? And then it's like, not great. And then no. like a little coffee cup on it, like, it's, and then some beans, like it's like regular cake. It's not even like coffee cake. It's like give me a get, go back to the old label. Yeah, I don't know well, what you did with this. So if you paid for those wondering, because I know you guys are sitting on pins and needles here at, at, at over the one hour mark on my comments. But it does. We'll, it does we'll have highlight the scores on the, uh, the on the social media. It does have a can date. Um, I like how the brand, the six hundred three brand, is like that's what sticks out the most to me on the front. But I don't, dude. This label looks like puke. <laughs> it looks like a baby it's... threw up its like little alphabet cereal because it doesn't chew the alphabet, so you can literally just see the cereal just so, regurgitated. So it's it's a bad. It's just a bad labeling decision. And yeah. I don't know. And and. The labels, I'll tell you right now. If I've, I'll if I'm sitting in the beer store and I'm looking, label plays a big factor into where my eyes go and mm. maybe what my decision is. Yeah, if and you're if in the I market basket or whatever. Before this label sucks, and it, it I don't know. It, it would, it would probably have to. I'd have to be pulling out like untapped, which I hate to do, or something. I'd have to pull that out to see what I'd want if I no, was No, that speaks get it. to the choice experience. And I think that kind of as a beer drinker, as and this is kind of a separate tangent topic that I will not get into, but now that the craft beer market is super crowded and you can buy a lot of stuff in the supermarket, your eyes are going to wander to what is kind of most attractive. And at this point, like this is probably at least like third, fourth, fifth, sixth down the depth chart of stuff that I'm pulling off the shelf. And I'm probably only that far because I'm an. And I'm jackass not, looking at the dates and i'm, and I'm even, like oh shit november all right good to go put yeah, it in the cart but i'm not even saying like something like it doesn't have to be like you don't have to hire an artist or anything or just like have a cool label i mean 603 you, if you if you just did straight 603 with the brown coffee cake in the background it'd be 20 times better than what this is yeah and I <laughs> yeah I, I wish they would just go back to the, the stock coffee cake photo 
That was it. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked it with it. the high gloss label. It was yeah. shiny. It popped. So you know what you're getting like right now. I don't know. Is this a diner that didn't know what a coffee cake was and just mashed it together? Dude, the clip art is what's killing me. The stupid clip art on the label is what's it killing. Doesn't me. make sense. The if you literally take shit man. on here, so, that so, all right, make so, sense. so how about this, Ben? If you just took away an Allen, if you took away all of the clip art and left the 603 Brewery logo with coffee cake porter on the front, it's ten times better. Yeah, it's simple, right? It's, it's super it's not, improved. This is, over there. It's loud in a bad way. I think it's just loud. I don't. I don't know who did their. I can't remember who was doing their graphic design. I don't know who changed it, but whatever. All We're right, harping so, too much on the label. Yeah. This is a good beer. It's like no, it's actively, it, it's like an actively good beer, and so I know what they're still using the same stuff that they they used before, and I know uh, coming next year they're they're probably gonna change it up a little bit just because I am aware of who their new brewer is, Doug. He's just like a he's an interesting dude. Um, we're gonna get him on the show hopefully sometime. Yeah, you I should. I like when He's... you change things too much of like a tried and true beer. But he wants to go. I think he wants to go more like local coffee, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't want to speak out of turn, but like not Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, not yeah, exactly, not Starbucks, which is the coffee. It's Dolce de Leche coffee, like coffee. Whoa! Don't Starbucks. give away too many industry secrets. We Whatever. could get sued. Yeah. <laughs> BGBR is not monetized. We don't have the money to cover the lawsuit. We will have to fold after episode six, which is, is like, not great. Sw- I can see the episode seven. We're folding. <laughs> they changed the name to the Sweaty Bald Guys. Sweaty <laughs> Ugly Dudes Beer Review. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. So let's get into it. The the, the fans want to know that at this point they're well over an hour. They're tired of listening to our tired asses. What do we got? Benjamin. Actually, do you want to finish out on this one, or do you want to start? I'll finish no, out. Finish Let me out. finish out. I want to so pontificate we'll a little bit. Chris, so. I just scored first last. All right. Coffee Cake Porter, an old friend of mine. I've canned this beer. Did not brew this beer, but I've canned and cellared this beer. Uh, not it's more important anyways. Not this not this you particular. Uh, if you do that wrong. Right. Yeah, not this particular brew in front of me today, but I've put some blood and sweat into this, uh, this year brand. And so that'll probably bias me a little bit, but it still ain't going to bring it over the seven mark. I'm going six point three. See, see, I think you're going to be a little harsh on this one. And I actually, I actually had this one before. And if I rated it off the last one, I'd be down in your range. But I say this version of it is better. It just is. Um, Personally, I'm offended. I don't. That's fine. I don't think I'm crossing the seven line. The same with you. Uh, and go right at 6.8 again. Benjamin, the floor is yours. So. Okay. So I'm going to set another bald guy review <laughs> history here and not rate. I'm just going to go and not rate this beer. That's I don't right. think I can accurately rate this beer because I am so biased towards this beer. I like this is like. This beer is like the ex-girlfriend you can't kick, right? This for me at least, like she's cheated on you several times. Right, but you're you like, just love her. You're like, baby, come back. Like, you just I will love the burn. Do you want to feel the VD? Yeah, dude, it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I can't. Alan almost spit out his drink. <laughs> yeah, I can't. It was okay. It. it was just the coffee cake. It wasn't any more of the Fremont. <laughs> I can't. I can't I have kick that it. safely to the side. It's like. 
just the beer that keeps me coming back for more. So I'm not going to rate it. I love this beer. You can write, I love it. That's like where I'm at right now. I, I tell you, though, even though I gave it 6-8, I would buy it. So Ben is going a less than followed by a 3. Yeah. So that equals a heart. Less than three. Oh, that's yeah, a heart. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Less, less than, than three, three, but not really less than three because you need to look at the whole picture. I'll tell you, my second best tap experience for a beer was actually this beer on Nitro. This that beer on Nitro good, was the yeah. best, yeah. one of the best beers I've ever had. So a, a sad comment I'll have to make about 603 is the last time I was there, the best beer I had from them was the Tangerine Seltzer. And it's not even a beer. And I'll tell you, it was good. <laughs> That, that, that's what made you go to, I want tangerine seltzer? Uh, I I made the mistake, as Chris will tell you, I got a full pour at first of something that sounded delicious, and I did what not was enjoy it? it. It was it was one of the newer IPAs. I haven't had mm. it before. Mm. And, you know, I listened to the description notes, and it did not follow through How was the them. food? I'll tell you, food there was good. It's always I, good. I, yeah. What I had there was great. And I tell you why you go back. It's... The only thing I don't like is I like to just sit at the table and have somebody come take my order. I don't like walking back up to the counter every time. Yeah. But that's a personal preference. Um, it, it just might have been the tap list at the time there. But, I mean, the seltzer was actually good. I would have just, I'd buy the tangerine again if it was on its own. But they mix it with some other flavors in the mix pack that just make me not want to buy it. Yeah. Like this, it's just another poor choice. I'm like, if you just gave me a better flavor mix, or you just gave me four packs or six packs of the single flavors, I think you'd do better than the case. Your opinion is noted. <laughs> Seltzer <laughs> and summarily ignored. <laughs> seltzer cases. <laughs> do you think the podcast would end on seltzer cases? Well, we just ended on six oh three, so it's not a bad note to <laughs> yeah, tell talk about the seltzer. Yeah, yeah the seltzer. I the... mean, it's it's one of the things out there. I'll tell you, a lot of people like the seltzer. It's a good Southern month drink. Yeah, you know, you're sitting outside. It's easy drinking. Then I'm not just buying seltzer claw. in the winker. I'll just take a claw, and that's I'm good. Well, there's no, there's no laws when you're drinking the claw. That's so. true. I'm a black cherry claw, my guy. God. But or so, or the lime. So basic, I'll tell you. Bro. I'll tell you this. If you're going to drink a craft seltzer, and I know that's kind of a crazy term out there. Because there's no such thing. They the, all do the same thing. It's mixed carbonated water yeah, with vodka. But I'm going to tell you right and now. Flavoring, artificial flavoring. It's the, really not hard. The night there's shift, no brewing. The night shift 12-pack with the flavors they put out is fire. All right. The tropical one, I'll tell you. Next review. Maybe for uh, like a July bald that's, guy that's beer review. That's gonna be summer. We're we're sticking with we're sticking with the. We'll come to you live. July on the Cape. I'm hitting a, a twelve pack of hoot. Yeah, we'll come. We'll come to you live. I, It'll be honestly. Yeah. Hey, listen, summer 2022. Me, Ben, and Alan live from from the area between Thumpertown and uh, Campground from Beach. House sandwich so, so, drinking hoot. So we do. What we do a lot of times. We we do a lot of us. Uh, of uh, street hockey in the summer, <laughs> yeah. and we have coolers of beer and everything after. You know, everybody's out there crushing Bud Lights and stuff. And I'm, if you're gonna give me the option between Bud Light or a hoop, I'm gonna take the hoop. Mm. All right, I gotta uh, cut you guys off. If we're gonna drink the seltzer, it's gonna be between Campground and Thumpertown Beach, East Ham, Mass, <laughs> way out on the Cape, way out there, guy, bro, dude, guy. And we're gonna crush dude, some guy, seltzers. If I'm gonna have to drive out on the Cape, 
I'm not going to drink any seltzers because I'm driving past vitamin C, and then I'm going to drive past Treehouse Sandwich, yep. and then God knows what else. I'm muting this I'm part of the engine, <laughs> <Yeah>. boys. <laughs> All right, anyway. So, hey, we'd like to, the bald guys would like to thank a guy with luscious locks, Ben, for his time, and the beers, bringing them out, rating them, and uh, getting after it with us. We fucking tore through some, yeah, whoa, we whoa, whoa, excuse my language, but we tore through some, some, some stout beers mm. uh, for sure. Uh, some were good, some were not so good. If you're one of these breweries that we tag you, like, hey man, take notes, get better. If you're or one don't. of the, or don't, I'll, I'll tell you right now, ignore, like, fuck those igno- guys. yeah, ignore our stupid opinions if you want. Feel free. And it's just our opinions, but I'll tell you, we've had the highest ratings come off the Ball Guy beer reviews to date, and I think they're totally justified. And then we've also had some of the lower ones. I think it's going to take a lot to justify But but let me tell you something. I think that the highest rating is going to get broken before the lowest rating. Yeah. Well, I don't, I I just, was a low rating. I just think, I just think it's easier to get a lower score in the dark beers than it is the IPAs because it's easy to just put out a mediocre IPA. Uh, Some of these things, you know, you try different things with the dark beers and it's just going to work or not work. And and I might not be your target audience for that beer. Right. Well, I think I, what we're missing here is a treehouse stout, because I think their stout game is actually pretty sneaky good. Yeah, I, I uh, trillium stouts are very good. So Chris told me only to bring one, so I could have I could have brought a treehouse. Well, so but here's beer. the other thing too that, and we'll leave this and we'll leave that episode. I think on this is a good note. But like, I, I think with the uh, the great comments we've had today, we're definitely going to have to have Ben back for another dark beer day. I immensely enjoyed him here, especially with the team ups on Chris. So he can come anytime he likes. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I don't disagree. I think it's going to th- throw our uh, content ratings through the roof. Uh, we might get to that 50 followers. We're almost there. Yeah, I think we're at like 38. Yeah, that we're might send you over the edge. 40 yeah. something. You got to get a picture of my you're, hair. You're kind of off brand if you look at the glasses. <laughs> Ben is like as far off brand as he can be. He has nice facial hair game. He actually has hair. He's young, video, vibrant. Gonna, when we go video, we're going to make him wear a bald cap. That's going to be our gimmick. You have to wear a bald cap if you have hair. Because yeah. swimmer's if cap? Yeah, swimmer's yeah. cap, but it's skin colored. And it not like your a, skin. I do it just to be back on skin, the pod, but for sure. But, but, but not your skin color, too, so you look like a penis head. <laughs> All right, all right. I think I think we've we've read back to the south here, so I think I'm gonna save everybody here, and we're gonna go ahead and thank all the beers we had today, everybody bringing them, and we're gonna hit that outro music. See ya.